As we still comb through September's tapes, we arrive at a Norm Nathan show from September 22nd and 23rd of 1996. The title selected is The Bungalow Cruisin' Cabbie. Lots of calls fill our time in this one. Dina from Brantford, Ontario. Peggy. Winnie in Ottawa. The one and only Helene from Belmont. Kay in Dorchester. She wanted to sing a song from a movie and it would only take a minute. Norm's response is priceless. Wolfie, who claims to have driven JFK Jr. and Carolyn Bissett to Logan from the Ritz-Carlton in Boston. Mark from Newton, who thinks of Norm as a big brother. Frank in Boston with some song lyrics. Norma from the North End knows a little bit of it and she sings. Ruth with some lyrics about building a bungalow for two. Could it be the Bamboo Tree song? Eugene from Ohio, who plays about 30 seconds of it on the old phonograph. Robert from Everett. Oh, Wolfie's back. Let's cleanse the palate with this one. Back talking about JFK Jr. and Bissett in his cap. And eh, he was full of it. Norm's daughter Sarah confirmed that Junior was not in Boston when he said he picked them up. Wolfie reveals his diabolical plan to exact revenge on Sarah. Kate and Malden, unhappy with Robert and defends Norm because she loves him. Joan, John from Connecticut, and Dave Maynard's Ruth, talking about seeing a self-esteem group billboard where Norm would be singing with the Bob Batchelder band. Now Norm begins to say what he was going to sing, but the tape ends. Well, friends, stick around and let your ears be graced with that wonderful rendition in our post-show wrap-up. Other seaworthy silliness. Norm back from his cruise and sick of talking about it, but you will hear a little more about it anyway. The Reach-Around. Sonia and Sarah are named after their grandparents. Bob Hope was sexy? Dorothy L'Amour. Some tennis players have nice legs and some do not. Norm tells his double date story without a defroster in the winter, and he had to stick his head out the window to see where he was going, diplomatically speaking. Movie credits? Norm and I spent some quality airtime together. Stephen Wright was going to be our guest and would be calling in. There's a gavel stuck in my ribcage. I need to go see the law doctors. Norm tells the heartwarming story of his annual physical. The daily number in my cholesterol. And good lord, the lottery goes on and on. Norm and I discuss our heavy gambling losses. I tell the story of getting to pet and feed a tiger at the King Richard's Fair, courtesy of the now infamous Bhagavan Antel. Norm is behind in his mail again, kind of like I'm behind in these shows. And we have pallets of good junk to send out. Norm said that WBZ was selling a photo book with WBZ personalities in it. And he was not included. I mean, even Lavelle Diet was in it. Commercials. The Big Apple Weekend Contest, voiced by Gil Santos. Jack Hart with a spot for Headline News. TV Guide and their great baby boombox, voiced by Ed Donahue. And the Norm Reed for the Vermont Teddy Bear. Episode 156, The Bungalow Cruising Cabbie. Motors that's way to your ears. Now. Weekend. Beyond compare and so debonair, he shines so bright. You're on BZ mm, 103. Oh, please. 
Don't turn that dial He makes me cry Yes, hello. This is the Norm Nathan Show. We'll be around for a little bit, an hour and a half or so. And uh, we'll open the lines right this very moment, right before your very ears, and take uh, calls on whatever subject you'd like to talk about, okay? This is uh, a very informal. No guests or anything tonight except you, and that's you. <laughs> My I'm ju I'm just reach sound like I'm just reaching puberty, but anyway, I'd love to hear from you. The uh, area code is six one seven, and the phone number is two five four, ten thirty, which I think is a real cool phone number. You bet. Steve Adams is our producer. We'll be around just till one o'clock, so uh, this would be a good time to call because all the lines are open at this very very moment. Let me check a couple of things for you. Maybe three of three of the road pictures. There was the road to Zanzibar, the road to Morocco, the road to Utopia, the road to uh, Rio, uh, the road to Bali, and the road to Hong Kong. And that's my analysis of of everything. Anyway, we have one. Good. How are you? Good. Good. Thank you. Really cool. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was your vacation? Uh, vacation was nice. Yeah. I, the. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of getting sick of talking about it, but oh, really? No, I was nice. Sorry, brought it up. Yeah, no, it was nice. That was the uh, the cruise. I went on a cruise. Mm -hmm. I went on a cruise to Bermuda. Really? And, and it was. Oh yes, a cruise to Bermuda. It was very nice. Yes. Tanned? Nice. Uh, no, I didn't get tanned. <laughs> I know that. Isn't that awful? I should have. I spent a lot of time in uh, my stateroom. I think that's what you call those rooms on a on a ship. Yes, that's right. Room, a stateroom. That would be correct. Or a cabin would be correct too. Also, I suppose, and uh, spent a lot of time reading and stuff. What I mean, we're at we're at. Well, I read a book on <laughs> this is. I read a book on uh, Jack Benny, written by Jack Benny and his oh, daughter really? Joan Benny. Yeah, a book called uh, Sunday Night at Seven. I've had it around for a few years. It's uh, came out in 1960. His daughter. Joan, uh, did I say Kennedy? Jo said Benny. Jack Benny. Benny, Jack, yeah. You know? Oh, Joan Benny, uh, uh, his daughter, When after Jack Benny died, she found a big manuscript written by her father, which I guess he intended to publish one day, but uh, never quite finished. So she finished the book for him, and so the book is credited to both. But it's it's quite fascinating. There have been a number of books on him, but uh, this, this seemed to be, uh, I think, Probably the best, and I, I know because I happen to be a Jag Benny fan. You Did see. you ever meet him? No, I never met him. Never met him at all. But aside from that, uh, we, we left, a, 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 I'm repeating a lot of what I said yesterday, but uh, we left uh, Bermuda a day early because of Hurricane Hortense. Oh, yeah. So we were floating around on the ocean there, getting away from Hortense for an extra day. And a lot of these shipboard activities, especially by the end of it, trip are not what you'd call really thrilling you like know shuffleboard i guess they i didn't even see shuffleboard but they had uh, they do a lot of bingo stuff you know super oh, really? bingo everybody in the theater for a super bingo plus i was mentioning they had uh, did you win anything no no i didn't play oh 
a lot of there was a lot of gambling, you know, because once you get out to sea, you're kind of under your own jurisdiction. So there's a lot of that. I didn't gamble either because I happen to be a cheap person and I hate to lose. Thank you. Well, and you also, wouldn't have lost. They also, they had the, w one other thing that I didn't take part in. I can tell you all the things I didn't take part in. One, <laughs> one was uh, taking your napkin, your big, delicious, lovely-looking uh, cloth napkin, and making little animals out of them. I I didn't go for that demonstration either. <laughs> you had to make an animal? <laughs> yeah, we had, we had some waiters there that were incredible. One in particular, you could take a napkin and make a giraffe out of it or a rat eating, you know, drinking out of a bowl of water. Wow. I, I don't know what practical use you could put any of this too, but he was but very good at it. It's nice shipboard entertainment. It is, especially when uh, when the, the hurricane is chasing you and you're getting away and you're just out at sea. It seems like forever. Yeah, well, I think we have the tail end of something here tonight, you know. I had winds whipping through here and uh, rain pouring down. It was unbelievable for about uh, 20 or 30 minutes. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've had, we have had a lot of rain earlier in the week, and it's supposed to uh, be, have quite a good deal of rain off and on over, overnight and into tomorrow morning, morning anyway. But anyway, that's kind of good. I, although I, it's really not good. It doesn't help anything. We sh the rain should c come during the uh, You notice I'm stuttering a lot? I think it's you. Oh, you think so? I, yeah, I think you... But you know what? I love weather. You love weather? Yeah, I think weather's good. I, I like the change of the seasons. And, I, like, I could never live in a place like Florida where it's just, like, sunny and warm all the time, right? I love weather. I love the change of the seasons. I always uh, mark my calendar. It's time for fall now. It is fall now. Yes, mm -hmm. we are coming to the fall, fall first season. day yesterday. That's that is absolutely correct, Dina. You you win whatever it is we're offering. <laughs> what do you what do you do? When I forgot, tell me the town you live in up there in Canada. I live in Brantford. Oh yeah, and you do what? Well, I well, you know what? They're taking my radio station away from me. How is that? I'm being canceled. Oh oh were you on radio up in Canada? I, I, on the air. And, Monday and, to Friday, and they're taking it away. Why is that? It's last week. Why? Uh, it's, you know, it's a cable thing, or whatever they call it, a CRTC thing. Is this, this is radio, not television, then, radio? Yeah. Yeah? Mm hmm What kind of a program did you do? Oh, I just did, you know, um, oh, and the, how would you say it? You know, like, Good Morning America? You did a news, uh, kind of a news uh, talk thing? No. Uh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> it, it, it was just on every day. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what it had in common with Good Morning America. It was the same as Good Morning America was on every day. <laughs> yeah, but we got some problems now, and so they're taking me off the air. You have and what, they're, canceling, oh. they're canceling me, if you can believe it. Uh, I, I think we should start a campaign to keep Dina on the air, but um, small town and, you know. Yeah, so does that kill your whole career then in broadcasting forever and all, always? Oh, I, well, I don't think so. Well, I hope, certainly hope not because I, I, just, I although I've never heard you, Dina, I can, I can say honestly that I feel you probably have enriched the Canadian airwaves with your style, your sense of humor, and your great intelligence. I and, feel that and, and never having seen you. And you'd be 50% right. <laughs> okay, we won't even probe into what part I'd be wrong with. 
I'm sorry about that. You're going to miss it, I'll bet you. You probably never got paid anyway, did you? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I got, I got paid. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why they have to cut you out. Their the finances are a little shaky. Yeah. Well, you know, budgets and, and yeah. the government and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Dean. Is there anything I can do for you? Because I'm a terribly big, powerful man in broadcasting here in the United States. I'm not. I'm not going to be down and out, though. I'm. I'm going to have a nice job typing. <laughs> That's no substitute for being a radio star. I know. Wouldn't you know it, though, eh? I love the way you talk. You talk really funny. You, you said you're not going to be down and out, eh? Oh, you talk funny. Really? No, I, I, you talk funny. No, I don't talk funny. I talk really swell. How, how do you think I talk funny? Well, you said you're going to be. You're not going to be down and out. I, mean, I said out. No, you you said closer to oot. I don't think so. I'll be damned if I want to spend the next hour arguing with you about that. <laughs> well, okay, Holly, we won't then. I, I've stretched this conversation very far because I think this, you sound great. And you were speaking of Dorothy Lamour before. Yes. And you said, I don't know if many people remember her. Well, I do because I grew up on uh, classic films. And I, I thought she was great. I don't, well, I suppose. She really wasn't great. She was not a great actress, and I never thought she was a great beauty. She was, um, she was Blair and all those um, Bob Hope and Crosby films. No, she, then, yeah, she fit in. She had a nice, relaxed kind of way of, of uh, performing and all that and stuff. And they would uh, talk about uh, her sarong, and, you know, they would, they would well, get all excited. she was the wrong girl. Yes, right. Well, she said she didn't wear the sarong in as many movies as people seem to think. Well, but, I mean, she didn't. No, but I mean, I I thought she was kind of an average. I'm mean, I'm sorry that she's gone, but she was an average kind of actress, and she was attractive, but nothing, you know. I mean, she was uh, no Michelle Pfeiffer or. or well, she was she was no Anne Margaret. Yeah, Anne Margaret's a very attractive lady. Is yes. she ever? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we better go because if we stay on much longer, I'm going to start talking to you in an obscene kind of. Away, and I, I know you would hate that. Well, I, I, that's okay. But do you remember the movie that she did without Bing Crosby? That she did with Bob Hope alone? No, I don't. You don't. I don't. Do you? Yes. And what was that? My favorite brunette. Oh. 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 <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't give you any more <laughs> outstanding reaction than just that old, but uh, that's all I could think of. Well, I mean, uh, nobody ever said I was a great ad-libber. No, I'd, I'd forgotten that. And, and, I, and she made she made other movies with without either Bob Hope or Oh, yeah, she did. Name one. Uh, without either one of those? Uh-huh. Um, I'd say she was in the Madcap Professor. Was that with Jerry Lewis? No, I just made that up. <laughs> oh, you made that up. <laughs> Because I can't think of anything either, but I know she's been another. How about pretty the, good uh, off the top of my head, though, don't yeah, you? Yeah, well, she was in a movie also called The Romance of Steel Ingots, which was an industrial film, and she just looked so great in that. I bet. Yeah, I made that up, too. <laughs> <laughs> i got to get going now, Dina. We're a couple of great liars. <laughs> we are. We are. If we don't know something, that's our theory here. Make it up. Who knows? Make no, it up, yeah. no, Nobody's going to check on you. No, hey, really. Hey, Dina, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to... To hear from you. You too. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's my friend Dina. She was a she's a former broadcasting star who's being ripped out of her job with 
obviously by people who have no conscience, whatever. It's really sick. And she was named after Anita Bonville and Joan Bondell. <clears throat> and wait a minute. She was named after Anita Bonville. Wasn't it Bonita? But, no. I, well, Bonita, Bonita Granville. Yeah, he named her Anita. Anita Joan, Joan after Joan Blondell. But you're right. Oh, it's boy. Bonita Bonville, yeah. Oh, it's Bonita Granville. The Granville, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, we'll get it right. Was your father as mixed up as you apparently are? Oh, no, he is No, he was very good on history. A lot better than I, I am. Okay. But, um... Oh, no, and the first, my first sister was born in, on April 19th, and he named her after Paul Revere, Regina Pauline. <clears throat> oh, I see. Okay. Pardon? I, th I thought you only named dogs after people like that. Oh, no. Regina's a beautiful name. Oh, I no, think. those are all, they're all lovely names. Oh. I'm not knocking the <clears throat> names, but I've, I've never heard of any family where they've named all the kids after movie stars. Oh, not all of them, but I mean, if we were... You know, in the middle, you know, a middle name or some part of it. Okay. But um, what are your two daughters' names? Sonia and Sarah. Yeah, so you kept the S's in your family. Well, not purposely. They were named after uh, grandparents. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, they were named after real people in the family. They wasn't because there were S's, although well, I know... We, we have real people in the family, too. One of my sisters is named after my grandmother, yeah. Mary Joseph, and another one is named after my mother. She was born <clears throat> on Mother's Day, so when my grandmother said, name her after yourself, her name was Lillian. So, and then my, the only boy in the family was named after my dad, but he didn't want a junior. So he named him Paul Matthew. I see. This is really fascinating stuff, Vic. Oh, God, I didn't mean to bore you, but when you mentioned uh, about uh, Dorothy Lamore, she was a very nice lady, and she did say that out of the two gentlemen she worked with, she said Bob Hope was the sexiest. Oh, she said, Bob, that must be the only time ever, anybody ever referred to Bob Hope as sexy. Yeah, she said yeah. that he was the better of the two, really. Well, I mean... Uh, they asked her about Bing Crosby and Bob Hope, and she said, uh, which one did you think was the sexier? And she mentioned Bob Hope. I was. see, okay. She just... Uh, she just arrived at that conclusion by looking at them and working with them. Well, I think so. There's no, there's but, no. But they were, uh, I think they were both nice, but I, I do think probably Bob Hope had a better disposition than Bing Crosby. I would, I would guess so. According, at least according to uh, Bob Hope, uh, Bing Crosby's son, <laughs> who wrote that book about him. Right. Uh, I, I don't believe in all that stuff either. No, but, uh, no. I, I, I'm, I I'm mean, sure a lot of it's exaggerated. Right. Hey. But you had a nice um, day, Saturday, yesterday, at that fair? Oh, yeah, I was there, there for a few hours in the morning, but it looked like it was a good crowd. The, uh, it was a beautiful the, day. The, the weather was just ideal. I don't know how much they made out of that. I hope a lot, but as you know, it goes through with Children's Hospital. And Oh, and I think that's wonderful. I think that Children's Hospital is a marvelous thing. Yeah, I know and they had a... Jimmy Fund and things like that. Yeah, they had a, they, they got a lot of stuff. Lot, there were an awful lot of nice people who contributed produce and baskets and things that, that would right. be ideal for Christmas gifts and all that. Right. So there was a great deal of stuff to buy. And so they were loving it for a nice affair, too. You're okay, Peggy. And, and I, you I'm are, true. too. Okay. Hey, there. Okay, bye you have... Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Uh, let me go to Winnie. Is it Winnie up in Canada? Yes, it is. Hi, Winnie up in Canada. What yes. what, what part of Canada are you in? In Ottawa. 
Oh, you're right in the, the nation's capital. That's right. I have spoken to you before, and around about three weeks ago, you received a telephone call from a man in a car who comes from Toronto, and he told you that any place within five minutes of Toronto was crap, to use his words. I'm sorry, he, not, well, wait, 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 he said what? Any, any place within five minutes of, of, of Toronto. Toronto was crap? Of Toronto was crap. That's what he said to you. Uh, geez, and I you don't remember that. Yeah. I believe about Brantford, and I know a lady just prior to the previous one was on. Did you not ask him about Brantford? I, I, I may very well have, because we get quite a few calls from Bradford. Is that where you are? No, I'm in Ottawa. Oh, and I'm sorry, you just told me that. Yeah. I'm so dense. It's okay. Uh, but in today's citizen, Ottawa citizen, Bradford wins the World Beauty Contest regarding the blooms. They plant 500,000 flowers every year, so it must be a beautiful city. I would guess it is. Right. And, well, you would, yeah, I would guess it is. I, I'm told that the, all of Ontario, the whole province, is quite lovely, but I've it, never been to any part of it. You must come, down. It's a beautiful province. It truly is. It has so much to give you. So do do not let that call deter you, because he said he was a lawyer to boot that man. Well, and I obviously, think he's thinking of going to, to the United States. Do not recall the concept? Yes, I, I sort of vaguely recall it. Yeah. Right. No, I don't. I wouldn't take any one person's word for no, who please, says that. Uh, who says everything beyond Ottawa or Toronto? Or Toronto is crap. I think that's uh, got to be a great exaggeration. Well, I think that was a terrible thing to say. It really burnt me up. <laughs> well, well, but anyway, I can assure you, the province of Ontario is beautiful as is all of Canada, and I have visited the United States, and it's just as beautiful. So that's it, Norman. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, Winnie. Good night. Bye-bye now. Stop by participating Apple Seeds and enter to win a big Apple weekend. We'll fly you and a guest to New York for a two-night stay at the Ritz-Carlton. Take a thrilling aerial tour of the Big Apple with island helicopter sightseeing. Enjoy the city sights atop a double-decker New York Apple Tour bus and much more. Pick up an entry form at any one of the five Apple Seeds locations in Beverly, Concord, Wellesley, Westwood, and Cohasset. Or send a postcard by October 1st to WBZ, care of Big Apple Weekend, 1170 Soldiers Field Road, Boston 02134. The Apple Seeds Big Apple Weekend, only from WBZ. News Radio 1030. WBZ in Boston, home of the brave and land of the free. Helene, hi. No. Dad, I kind of sneaked up on you that time, didn't I, eh? Hey, I'm, I'm sounding like the Canadians now. And how you doing, Helene? I'm doing fine. I wanted to add one bit of information about Dorothy Lamore and then ask you a question about something quite different. Okay. First of all... She started wearing her sarong in a film she made called Hurricane with John Hall, who is the son or related to the Hall of Nordoffen Hall. The author's mutiny on the bounty and things uh. of that nature. And the one thing I agree with you, she was not a fine actress. She was adequate and not a great beauty, though nice looking. But she did have spectacular legs. <laughs> do women do women notice other women's legs? Oh sure. Yeah, BC. I happen to be come close. I don't want everybody to hear this because I'll just sound like a kind of an old uh, lech. But because uh, because to me uh, that is a an intriguing part of a woman's body. If she's got great legs, uh, I'm willing. Even if she's ugly and has two noses, I'm willing to overlook it. 
Uh, I happen to be an authority in that area. But I didn't think women noticed that. I noticed them. For yeah. example, as you know, I enjoy watching tennis. And I oh, noticed I see. that some women have very lovely legs and some do not. You think tennis players have great legs because they're so muscular, you know, no, because of what they do? Steffi Graf has beautiful legs. Yeah? I'm going to have to notice that more. I would notice it if they wore... You know, if they wore like sheer stockings and heels while they're playing tennis, <laughs> which may be <laughs> kind of rough. That's the game of tennis. <laughs> no, it would it would it would certainly wet our uh, some of us our appetites for for looking, but I, it certainly wouldn't help their game at all. No, I. I but then again, if their opponent uh, was dressed the same way, then they'd be on equal, as we say, on on a level playing field. <laughs> I think that's the current thing. <laughs> I was, I was talking with one of my kids the other day. We were talking about expressions, current expressions. One was, it's not acceptable. Have you noticed how many people are starting to use that? We, we were going to go into a, uh, a, an agreement with uh, some country or other, and, uh, but the kind of plan that they offered or the agreement they, they said they would go along with was not acceptable. I've heard every diplomat in the world use that phrase and there was there was a phrase I remember Jack Kennedy came out with. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm glad I brought that up because I can't think. Anyway, you're going to ask me a question. I'm we're getting no, far afield. It's acceptable. It's something I use frequently and have for a long time. I think it's a good word. No, I mean these. There's nothing wrong with these words. They fit. It's just that one person picks it up. And then everybody uses the same phrase over and over again because they can't seem to come up with one of their own. See, you probably invented the whole thing, so that's different. Oh, of course I did. Okay. You know, I start trends all the time. <laughs> now, you were you going to ask me a question, yes. you said. Okay. <clears throat> I won't go into detail because we're not political, but I know that Sarah, your daughter Sarah, is working for a candidate. Yes. I know which one. Okay. The district, but I, uh, yeah, I would like to drop her line, and I just don't know if she has an H on the end of her name. Yes, she does. She spells it the old-fashioned way, S-A-R-A-H. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know that she probably doesn't need my advice. No, I think she would get a kick out of hearing from you because she met you. Yes, at the party. That's right. That's right. No, she'd love to hear from you. And uh, I, I, I would love to say who she's. She's the press secretary know, too. But it, uh, it seems know, like it's unfair to the. You don't need to. Yeah, well, it's, it'd be unfair to the, to the candidate he's running against because, uh, you know, we're kind of giving him a, no, an edge in that sense. I know the one she's uh, working for. That's why I want to uh, get in touch with. Oh her. well, that would be great. So. Uh, okay, you can write uh, directly to uh, our house, which is where she's living now. Uh huh. Or and you can find out the address there. I don't want to go into that no, detail no, either. <laughs> but I'm not hard. Please send it to the studio and have it forwarded, or send it to the candidate's headquarters. Oh yeah, that's right. The the uh, head headquarters are in Peabody on Main Street. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's right. That would be the best idea of all. You did you have another question? Because what no, I want to do is because I can hold you over till after the news. You want to do that? Yes, I'll hang on. Okay, hang in there. Elaine, and, uh, who's a, my, my dear friend at Belmont, we're going to check the news now, and then we'll be back, and you can give me a call, too. We'll be up here for one. Where news, business, and sports are updated every 30 minutes. Headline news, a whole day's news every half hour. Check local cable listings for channel number.
Don't turn that dial. He makes me smile. This is that uh, very same show, and uh, I'll take some calls just a bit. We'll get back to Helene, and I'd uh, love to talk with you, too, at 254-1030, area code 617. Oh. Hello. <laughs> Do you get to movies at all? Uh, I am getting very lazy. I find that I can wait until they're for rent. Okay, so you... you... In comfort at home, and one thing about that is one always sees the original cast. Wait a minute. One one always sees there's a there's, there's some kind of a meaning behind what you well, just no. said. Well, no. I mean, if you go to see a play and wait too long, they sometimes don't have oh, the original oh, cast. Oh, I see. But in a movie, you always get the original cast, even if you wait and rent it. I never thought of it that way. So you rent a lot of uh, vi uh, videotapes. Not a lot, because quite honestly, they don't make many movies I like. Oh, I'm fewer sorry. And fewer and fewer, and then I get terribly lazy, and I also find that as I get older, my attention span gets shorter, and as I pick something up at Videosmith, I suddenly say, do I really want to spend two hours watching this? And mm. usually the answer is no. <laughs> I, you know, I find that true of uh, even movies that come on on television, like, you know, on the cables and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, the SIG comes up and the name of the movie and all that kind of stuff, and it looks like a movie I'd like to see, but I have that same thought, like, that means if I start watching this thing, I, I really should watch the whole thing, or what's the point? And that means you have to give up a couple hours. There, there must be something terrible about both of us to take that attitude, that we cannot sit still for, I, I re say, a good movie, for in, in not even two hours, the most of them don't last that long. They're an hour and a half to an hour and forty-five minutes. But uh, well, nowadays yeah. they see. As a matter of fact, the credits last half an hour these days. Yeah, we were talking about that. The uh, on the credits these days, they credit everybody, including the guy who brought donuts to the set, mm -hmm. the guy who insured the set. And there's the, a separate frame for everyone. Well, and the the woman who uh, you know who. Uh, I don't know, ensure the movie. It just goes on and on, and you I wonder why. Here's, a, here's another thing that I've often wondered about. See if you, you know the answer, somebody knows the answer. When they give the credits at the beginning of the movie, say it stars uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Jeffrey Cranton and Myron Ostrowich, and all, it goes on, <laughs> and then it says, and introducing, or not even introducing, and it, then it says, and uh, Rocky Hunter as... Blurby Hindfinder or something. That's the only time they mention the character that this actor is playing. Why Why is that? Why do they That's do that? Because it's generally not a lead. It's someone who usually plays more important parts. The part is smaller than that particular performer is accustomed to doing. And this is a rather a bit of a sop to his or her ego. Okay, so when they say, and uh, Helena Belmont as the Queen Mary, Queen Mary Mother. That's a, that's that. What's I saying say to you? I that once, but not quite. <laughs> okay, see, but 
So what they're saying is, uh, it's not a, the kind of part Helene usually plays. It's a much smaller role. But if we put it this way, it seems bigger. Is that yes, that's the it idea? it really is. It really is. For example, I am addicted to Miss Marple on A and E, even though by now I recite the lines along with the cast because I've mm -hmm. seen all of them so often, and the one they're doing now. And it's a problem because there's a baseball game tomorrow night in the second half of, at Bertram's Hotel, which I've seen so often. But Joan Greenwood, do you remember her? When with, she that, was, with that great voice, that great yes, deep that voice. Yes, that deep voice, that marvelous voice. She was in Tight Little Island, and she was in Man in the White Suit, and she was in The uh, Importance of Being Earnest many things and she has that wonderful husky voice and she plays in this and they bill her actually not with the name of the character but they uh, but they give everybody and then at the very end and joan greenwood because oh, wow. she is playing a smaller part Oh, I see. Oh, you know all that stuff. You're, I know. You're, I know. You're, you're I miss, can be you're, terribly boring. No, you're miss, so you're, No, you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, anyway, it's always good to talk to you. I want you to. I want you to stay warm and dry, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Bob. Take care, dear. Bye, bye. bye. You know, that's why I said, take care, dear. I think I'm getting more passionate with age. I do that with a lot of women. Most of them flinch and can't want, run away fast enough. Let's go to K. In uh, Dorchester. Hello, Kay. Oh, hello, Norm. How are you? I'm just fine. How oh, nice good, of you to ask. Good. I, I, I like Dottie Lamore. She was nice. I saw her in uh, Jungle Princess. Do you uh, remember that? I know, but it sounds like the name of about 12 movies. Oh. Uh, Jungle Princess, eh? Yeah, she was in that, yeah. And she sang the native song. Do you want me to sing it to you? I didn't think it would take too long. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. Board. I would say, uh, and I want to put this as diplomatic as I can. As yeah. please don't, for God's sakes. Why? Because I don't think I could stand it. Only take a minute. No, no, Kate. Thank you very much. Uh, two five four ten thirty. I'm sorry. I just I should have hung up quite that. Uh, they don't stop serving for any any for a second. It was tough to get back to Franco American spaghetti. Eaten cold out of a can, I tell you, after, after a cruise, everything is so gourmetish and stuff. Anyway, here's Wolfie. Hello. Hello, Normie. Hello. Did you make the farm show? Yes, I did. The first few hours. I, you know, I worked all night the night before, so I, I made, uh, made it from 7 when it opened to about 9.30 or 10. You didn't see me sleeping in my car? No, I did not. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I missed that spectacular sight. No, I did not see that. Guess who took the Carolyn Bissett and he to the airport? The so cab driver. Sophia Loren. No, no. no. Uh, let me guess one, one more time. Let me see. I give up. It was me. You you drove Kennedy, the Kennedys, Kennedy and Bissett to the airport? Yes. Did you really? At, at before 5 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Yeah. Where, where did you pick them up? At the Ritz. You're talking kind of funny, Wolfie. At the Ritz. Yeah. You know, did you really? Yeah. You're not making this up just to look like a hero or anything. You really no. did do that? No. And she, she, on the way down, she asked me, uh, what do you think of John John's chances? 
And I says, I'm going to give Curly my vote. She says, why do you call him Curly? Because he's got the curly hair. But I was thinking of Joe Kennedy, not John John. You're doing stick, aren't you, Wolfie? No, I'm not. I see. Hmm. Okay, so you didn't pick them up. You're making that up. No, huh? no, I did pick them up. Yeah? Did when, you, did... when was my last working day? I worked yesterday. No, it's okay. I believe you. You don't have to go through all that. What the, Did they tell you where they were going? Uh, told me they were going to an island. Did they really tell you that? Yeah. yeah. When I, you see, one of the things that I do when... Uh, uh, I, I don't care about that. Just answer my question directly because we have a lot of uh, well, uh, we have a lot of witnesses was I here. On the night of, uh, no, no, no. Just no. The other question was: Did they fool around in the back seat when no, you were driving to the airport? No, they didn't. They didn't fool around at all. No. Okay. Could you hear their conversation back there, or do you have a glass? I have one of those uh, windows that goes up and down in the bubble cab. Okay. So you could not hear their conversation in no, the back seat. No, they were seat. talking to me all the way. They were. Uh -huh. Yeah. And did they give you any indication they were on their way to get married? No. Not at all. Did you no. suspect that they might be on their way to getting married? No. The only thing that I knew uh, is that I'm a very nosy person. And when I pulled the luggage out, the name Carolyn Bissett was written on the luggage as clear as day. But up to that point, you did not know that was John F. Kennedy Jr.? Nope. I see. Okay. Are they incredibly good-looking people, both of them? Yes. Did you get turned on by Carolyn Bissett? Nice girl. Yeah. Very nice girl. Yeah. A nice yeah. girl, eh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That's, that's uh, certainly something to put in your memoir. Yeah. Got any idea how much the uh, farm stand brought in? No, I don't know that. I would like to know that, but uh, I have not heard. And uh, I wish to... Uh, tell the people of Chelsea here, this town isn't really as bad as per people have written it up in the past days. I'm glad. All right. Okay, thank you, Wolfie. Okay, let's go to Mark and uh, Newton. Mark, you're on WBZ. Hello. Hi, Norm. Hello. Hi. Hey, I thought it was, uh, hadn't spoken to you for a while. I thought it was time to call my big brother and see what was new. Okay, I was, you know, I was hoping you could tell me what's new, because I'm always interested in what's happening with you. Yeah, well, see, that's why, you know, I do think of you as a big brother. I don't know why, but you seem... Most, most people think of me as their grandfather, so that's quite a compliment. Well, you seem wise and a little bit smarter than me, so maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, that's an optical illusion, but <laughs> anyway, do you sound like you're having some problems that you'd like your big brother to solve? Well, actually, something you said a couple of weeks ago, I'm dragging up old news here, um, something you said a couple of weeks ago, once again, you, you got me thinking and reflective about life. You were talking about, remember the, when you are talking about the impending hurricane? You were saying how as a kid, you know, you'd say, oh boy, the hurricane's coming. Gee, I hope the roof of our house blows up. Wouldn't that be neat? Yeah. No, that's right. When you're a kid, everything is a great adventure. Then you get older and you can't stand anything. Everything scares you. Your yeah. whole attitude changes. Yeah, and I'm standing near my car going, gee, I hope those trees don't fall on an old car. Why doesn't, oh, gee. Uh, so you'll get to have an old man's attitude already. You sound relatively, well, quite young. How old are you, Mark? I'm 41. 
Okay, no, that's the 41's a good age to start worrying about everything. Yeah. I, I was mentioning think... one time being on a double date in this old, well, it was not an old car then, I guess. Uh, well, it was even old back then, but it did not have a defroster, and we were out on a very bad winter day where the windshield was getting all caked up with ice. There was the other couple in back and us in front, and I looked out the window. The only way I could see where we were going was sticking my head out the side window there on the driver's side. <laughs> and um, and I thought, what a great adventure this is, and I hope I'm impressing the girls <laughs> and all that. And I think back on that now, what a nutcake, man. I mean, I wouldn't go three feet in a car like that now. But at the time, it seemed like what a great adventure that was. Oh, yeah. I remember, you know, the more the salt would cake up on the windshield, I think, boy, this is like Pioneer Wagon Days. This is great. <laughs> no, boy, it was a, what a, what a deal. And, and true about hurricanes and everything. Boy, well, I hope it hits us directly, socks right into our house. Yeah. I'd love to see those trees come down. What a great adventure. And now a little windstorm, and I'm worried about it. You know, I'm, what happened to our sense of adventure? It does go by the time you're... Probably about 35, I think, maybe even younger than that. I, I understand how, what my father was going through now, and I think it's in direct proportion to how much the, uh, the bills one starts becoming responsible for. That's right. When you have to pay the bill to correct the hole in the roof because of a tree falling on it, yeah. uh, and have to, the, the shingles being pulled off, suddenly it's not a great adventure anymore. No, my kids thought it was really neat when the power went out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> of course, yeah. I couldn't get any work done, and I was cursing them. They thought, this is great. Can we plug in the flashlight then? <laughs> well, no, it wouldn't yeah. work, really. That's right. No, <laughs> you got to put the uh, fireplace, Get the if you got a fireplace, getting that going, getting candles lit, it all seems so terribly romantic. Yep. Again, until you get to be about 35, and then it's not terribly romantic anymore. No. It's too bad. It's too bad we can't retain that sense of adventure throughout our lives. And that's where I was reflective. I was trying to figure out at what point I it stopped being romantic and start, started being aggravating because I couldn't watch the TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I suppose the uh, that that age limit, I think that probably varies with people. Maybe the uh, the older you are and still have that sense of adventure, maybe, uh, you know, the, the more interesting you are. I don't know. That's true. There are some people that even, you know, still want to climb Mount Everest, as we've seen recently. They're pretty adventurous. But for myself, I, I think I prefer to leave the... Well, I, th I think I follow your model. I, what I'm chasing after is leaving the world sillier than I found it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that part's okay. Yeah, yeah, leave the world sillier than you found it. I think that actually, normally between... Uh, you leading the charge for the rest of us. I think that's actually probably a more subversive and ultimately better way to do things. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Anybody gives you a bad time, look at them in a silly way. Yes, that's you right. know, You know, just don't treat them too seriously, and I think that's probably the worst punishment you could inflict upon them, is to look at them like, what a goofhead, you know? <laughs> he, he thinks he's saying smart things. He thinks he's threatening me. He's stupid. <laughs> And just, just give them that look, and uh, I, I think you'll get them off your back. I'll do that. Uh, I'm going to talk about that on my own program. Norm Nathan uh, treats silliness, but that'll come probably in the fall season. Oh, okay, great. This is the fall season, isn't it? Oh, wait, yeah, you're right. It <laughs> okay, is. take care, Mark. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye, Noah. Here is an exclusive offer from TV Guide, introducing the all-new AM-FM Baby Boombox.
Use it in the kitchen or use it in the office, indoors or out. It's lightweight and weighs less than a pound. And best of all, TV Guide's Baby Boombox is free with your paid subscription to TV Guide. Every week, TV Guide brings you exciting interviews, in-depth previews, and special features. It tells you what's in, what's out, what's good, what's bad, what's hot, and what's not. Call this number now and get 52 issues of TV Guide for only four low payments of just $11.99 each. Plus, your TV Guide Baby Boombox. The number is 1-800-592-0770. That's 1-800-592-0770. This quality AM FM radio isn't available in stores, but it's yours free with TV Guide. So order today. To order, call 1-800-592-0770. Have your credit card ready and get your free baby boombox with your paid subscription to TV Guide. That's 1-800-592-0770. Call now. Operators are standing by. There are just a few days left for you to take advantage of Vermont Teddy Bear special birthday bear gram frosting. Uh, priced at just $45 plus shipping. It's a terrific way to make somebody you care about feel really special on their birthday. For just a few more days, Vermont Teddy Bear is offering their 100% American-made birthday bear for just $45 plus shipping. Frosting is a big 15-inch teddy bear dressed with a bow tie party hat and a horn a personal note from you and it comes with an outrageous seven layer belgian chocolate treat they will deliver frosting anywhere you'd like in a beautiful gift box complete with an air hole in case uh, you want to camp out inside the box after you get rid of the bear that was a stupid thing to say you know sometimes i sit and chuckle and i think I'm just so darn clever until I begin thinking about what I said. Anyway, frosting, this is, a, this is really nice. And if you want to send me one or send one to our producer, Steve Adams, he just loves teddy bears. Frosting will be available for a few more days, so call a friendly bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR. That's 1-800-829-2327. Don't forget to ask about their adorable new baby bear for that lucky newborn or the get well bear to cheer up a sick friend. Call 1-800-829-BEAR or visit Vermont Teddy Bear's website at www.vtbear.com. And is RCA Bluebird Recording Orchestra. Okay, we'll take some calls in just a minute. I just want to tell you the weather. Uh, it's important that I do that. I feel it's my duty. The WB's extended AccuWeather forecast calls for cloudy, increasingly windy overnight rain uh, at varying rates. It lows 55, and during the day on Monday, windy and cool, rain in the morning, and then tapering off during the afternoon. Winds may gust over gale force on the coast. Temperatures holding in the 50s. And clearing with diminishing winds on Monday night with lows 45 to 50. Tuesday, mixed sunshine and clouds, still cool, the highs only 64. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a couple of showers possible, high 64 degrees. And let's go to Frank here in Boston. Hello, Frank. Hi, hi Noah. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. I hope you're okay. Yeah, I, I missed you at the farm stand because I know you have trouble with the guy from uh, Everett there. No, he wasn't even, I didn't see him, was oh, he there? Robert from Everett, now somebody threatened that he would be there, 
and I turned cold with fear when I heard that. Well, but I hung around anyway, and no, and I, by the, he was not there by the time I left. Okay, well, see, you don't have to fear no more. Because the, if I mention you, I'll have to send you the directions, but I'm going to tell you an Italian secret hole that's called a reach-around. A reach-around? Yeah. If you, you give that to Robert, guarantee he'll run screaming to Everett, and you'll never hear him again. <laughs> You're a clever person, Frank. Very okay. clever. You're okay. And, and it's important. You're very good with music. You know how people give you lines of songs, and you know them, and you can't remember them? I know them and can't remember yeah, them. That, know, that uh, sounds you, right. Yeah. Okay, okay. So someone comes to me, and this is what they say. This is a song. Uh-huh. The, the, the lines that I know goes, way around the corner, boo-boo, under the bamboo tree. That's a line in the song. I've heard it before. Yeah. Okay? I've yeah. heard it before. I don't know the name of it, and I don't know the next line. Under the bamboo tree. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting under the bamboo tree. It's no, I've heard that line. I yeah. Uh, under the bamboo tree. No, I can't think of much of any of it beyond that. I... Okay, so I didn't mean to dump your problem. My problems. But no, that's if, right. If See, any of the listeners out there, I'm sure somebody will will know that, and uh, I should, but I don't. And uh, somebody knows they're welcome to call. And why do you want to know that? Is it driving you crazy? Because you, you can't. It. Okay, you, you, what, the, 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 that line just popped into your head, and now you, you know, can't... No, well, well, the, the one, uh, the, a friend of my son says, uh, we could talking, you know, about old music, and she says, what's the, name, what's the name of the song? And she threw that line at me. And... Mm-hmm. And uh, give me that line once okay, more. Okay, the line goes, uh, we're on the corner, boo-boo, don't, don't ask me what that means, under the bamboo tree. Okay, no, I have, I just have no idea yeah, about that. You're waiting for somebody under the bamboo tree, and I don't know the name of the song. And I, the the next line under the bamboo tree, whatever comes after that, that's the key that will give you will give you the the name of the song. Okay, so the name of the song is not under the bamboo tree. Then no, that's okay. the, that's the classic line in the song. Somebody okay. somebody out there will remember it. I hope. Yeah, gee, it'd be awful if we couldn't think of the whole song. Maybe that lady who wanted to sing that other song to us, maybe she knows and she'll call back and sing the entire song to us. Well, I don't want the entire song. I just want oh, well, to hold, on a, hold on a minute. I think we have the answer already, Frank. You got to be I'm really excited about that. No, Norma, who's out, out on, the, on the North End. Uh, apparently, you know the song, Norma? Yeah. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yeah, go right ahead, Norma. Oh, okay. It's, uh, it goes, uh, I like a you, you like a me, we like a both the same. I like to say this very day, I like to change your name. And then it goes on, and the bamboo tree is the chorus, is in the chorus. Okay, can you do a couple of lines of the chorus? I don't remember it all, I'm as bad as he is. No, I remember, because I remember the song, Under the Bamboo Tree. Yeah. Do you remember the, the, the lines that the Frank was giving with a blonde? Because I, I don't remember that part at all. No. Hi. Uh, Norm, do you remember, uh, I remember about 70 years ago as a kid, I used to sing a song that said, I'll build a bungalow big enough for two. Do you remember that song? Do you know any uh, any lyrics besides that? Pardon? 
Do you know any other words uh, from that song? Yeah, it, it goes, I'll build a bungalow big enough for two, big enough for two, mm. my darling, big enough for two. And when we're married, happy we'll be underneath the bamboo, underneath the bamboo tree. Oh, that sounds like that sounds like the song, doesn't it? Yeah. The bamboo tree thing. I do remember that song. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, and I think it was probably left over from World War One because that was the time when uh, uh, the architects were building. Oh, that's when they coined bungalow, and they were building bungalows. That's right. When I was when I was a little kid, you, that that's what people would say. One day I'll have our yeah. own bungalow. And I, I really think that might be the song because it does mention underneath the bamboo tree, happy will be. You know something, Ruth? I'll bet you're right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, uh, it sounds right anyway. Hey, thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Good to talk with you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, dear. Okay, let's go to Eugene, who's out in Ohio. Hi, Eugene. Good evening, Norm. Good evening to you, sir. Nice program, kid. I have never... <laughs> nice program, kid. I haven't been called a kid. It sounds so good. I like that. Thank you. Well, I'm about the same age you are. <laughs> okay. Norm, I have to have this. I have to have a record on the bamboo tree. Okay, you want to? You, you get? You have the? Uh, you have the uh, stereo there nearby? Uh, we, we, did you want to play it on the phone? Yeah, just about a, about, a, about a half a minute of it. Half a minute would be good. Yeah, we can't really play anything beyond a half a minute. I I, I know that. I, I got a cold, so I can't talk too well. But I happen to hear the uh, program, and I got the record out. Okay, oh. good. I'll play for you. Okay. Me like, I like you, and we like the both of them. I like to say the fairy day. I like to change your name. Cause I love you, and love you through, and if you are lover, you love me. One is a one is under the bamboo tree. <laughs> okay, That's great. Do. That's great, Eugene. You're very nice to go through all that trouble. I appreciate it. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Our neighbor's show just makes me glow each weekend night. He's beyond compare and so debonair. Proud of it. I don't care what you're thinking. Do you understand what I'm saying? That was acting. Anyway, the uh, the time is uh, nine minutes after midnight. The uh, temperature is 54 degrees. It's a cool night, man. But if there's anything we kids like better than being cool, then I can't think of what it is. I'm really excited about uh, about our guest tonight. He'll be calling in sometime, probably during the next hour. Uh, his name is Stephen Wright. He's my favorite comedian. 
at least one of my favorite comedians. Hold on a minute while I get all the swell information. Uh, Stephen Wright is uh, performing. He'll be performing at the uh, Orpheum Theater in Boston on the fourth of October. What? That's that's uh, what is that? A, that's a week from uh, a week from a week from tonight. Yeah, next next uh, next Friday night. He's he's in Chicago, and uh, he'll be calling after after his show. Stephen Wright, who's done a, uh, he's been the voice on animated uh, cartoons. Uh, live action movies, been on a ton of talk shows, including uh, just about every one of them, David Letterman and uh, uh, Jay Leno. And he's from around here, and I've been a fan of his for a very, very long time. So I'm, and he's been on with us a couple of times before, Stephen Wright. I keep, every time I want to quote him, I quote the same lines because I think they're kind of funny. I went into a store to buy some batteries, but they weren't included. So I had to buy them again on that one. Or I went, I went walking. I went walking with a friend of mine who's in radio, and we went under a bridge, and I couldn't hear him anymore. Can you, can you, Tony, think of some more Stephen Wright lines? I, I think of the same ones. All I do time. have a new favorite. I've seen this in print also. I'm addicted to placebos. <laughs> so if I gave them up, what would it matter? <laughs> no. What are what are the things that I? Why don't you take a microphone? Can you can you do that? I don't mean take a microphone. I mean literally. I don't mean take a microphone. Take it home? You could take it home with you. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yes, yes. Uh, I love the way his mind works. It all's kind of twisted around. You know, to take a line like the placebos thing or any of that stuff. Most of us would never come up, think of coming up with lines like that. You know, you know. But he's he's obviously was born with some kind of a strange kind of brain <laughs> and he comes up with these these lovely lovely things and when you hear them you say oh, i wish i thought of that that is really funny it's fun to talk to him on the phone too because it's like hello yeah he, he's oh hi tony nice to hear from you i remember the because he, he's from around here and uh, one time i went to emerson right did he, did he go I to emerson, emerson. emerson yeah, yeah. But I remember seeing him at one of the clubs around here, and I actually paid money to go in. And you understand anybody who's in broadcasting who actually pays money because we're the biggest bunch of that's right chicken freeloaders in the in the world. No, I mean that's true. Yep. I have to pay. What is that? What do you mean I have to pay? I'm I'm, I'm in broadcasting. From, I'm from WBZ. What do you mean I have yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. What is this? Huh? I can. I'll mention his name. It'll be worth twice the price of the ticket for you. you know. <laughs> but anyway, I, I brought one of my daughters, and who's a big fan of his, also. And uh, and I just I just loved it. I just loved them. It was the call of Paradise Club, I guess. Up yeah. Commonwealth yeah, Avenue. It's still called the Paradise. It's still no. the Paradise. Is it still the Paradise? It's it's still there. I don't know if they changed. I don't know. They've had so many changes in clubs, like like FM radio stations. You know, they were there for a moment or two, and then they go. And I I just thought he was he was great. But anyway, he called up one night. I looked at the touch screen. You know, where you guys list yep. who's on, and it said line two or something. Stephen Wright, and I thought, oh sure, oh yeah, but as soon as you say hello to him, you hear that voice. I know I'm. A, I can't imitate him, but you know it's you know it's Stephen Wright. Yeah. There's no question. I mean, we've about had a that. few people who've called, but what was uh, the, the, the supposed wrestler, uh, Macho Man? Oh, Macho Man, yeah, I yeah, still, and some other, and Sid. You think it Sid that was, was not Macho Man? Because I, I still I'm not sure about. That, I mean, it's no. fun whether it's him or not. It's fun because he sounds just like him. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to go to a match and say, 
Randy, Norm Nathan, and have them hit me in the head. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess that's about it. Later on, of course, we'll play the non-birthday game. I'm mm -hmm. not that that's kind of a big thing, but I thought we might do that. I thought we'd try to keep up the hilarity of the David Brudnoy show, too, because he sets a pace of wild comedy and humor, especially when he's talking to uh, his libertarian candidates and stuff. Did you hear that show? No, did he? Have yeah, we had the, the presidential candidate. Well, on, he's yeah. talking about having him on again next week. Did, did he? I, I, heard, I thought I heard him say that. Well, tonight. there's some kind of function next uh, tomorrow. No, yeah. it's actually a function tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. and you can hear. No, that's about as political as, as we'll get on this show. Yeah, at Fan Hall or something like that. He yeah. just loves his libertarians. I think that's really nice, as long as it keeps him off the streets and he doesn't get into <laughs> oh. trouble. <laughs> I think that's nice. No, I like David Brenner for many and many for many things. But I don't, I don't buy his politics, <laughs> and I certainly don't buy his libertarian views, which mm -hmm. don't make any sense at all. Thank you very much. Well, some stuff you do agree with, but... Yes, I, I remember it was uh, <laughs> 1906 he said something that I agreed with. That's right. <laughs> Can you imagine David Brenner fans listening to me now? They're now throwing their radio up against the toilet walls or something. <laughs> the toilet walls? <laughs> the toilet walls? I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom walls, or are they actually are tossing the radios into the toilet? They might, be, yeah, I might be. They might be dropping them into the toilet. This Nathan, you know, you can't Funny trust word. him. He sounds like he's a friendly guy, then he then he lets loose with this kind he's of talk. Vicious. Oh, he filled is, with he, venom. He's been filled with venom and viciousness. That's right. Let's take a break for a commercial. I thought that'd be kind of really? nice. It'll clear that enormous Nathan show. First in the hearts of our countrymen. I don't know. I have no idea what that means. Um, anyway, let me let me do the. Would I go to the law doctors because I got a gavel stuck in your in your rib cage. Yes, I, I can do. see it. Yeah, I can see it. And the uh, part that's sticking out is the handle. So the, the the heavy part, the mallet, must be right in your rib cage. It is. It is. I'd go to the law doctors. Okay. Oh yeah, I would. I Absolutely. wasn't sure who I should see. The law doctors. <laughs> that's pretty obvious, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would seem to be. I went for, I must tell you, I went for, I, I, this is kind of personal. I probably shouldn't mention this on the air, but I pour my guts out. I've got nobody to talk to at all. My daughter is very busy working, so I don't see her as much. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Uh, well, I, I love this honesty stuff. Yeah. Go on. So I went to, I went for a checkup today. I thought every now and then we should go for a physical checkup. I think that's kind of good. And the uh, doctor was a, a young woman. I don't know how old she was. She's only been practicing, if, you know, not too long. And she's very pretty, and I thought it would be kind of embarrassing. But my my one of my daughters said that you know that this this uh, doc, med, medical firm there was one that she goes to, and they're mm -hmm. and they're women doctors. So I thought, well, I I'm certainly not going to be sexist just because it's a woman doctor. Mm -hmm. I will go to a woman doctor. Turned out to be a young pretty lady, and uh, and she anyway she knows her stuff, and she was very very good, and and. Uh, I didn't really get embarrassed, hardly. <laughs> Just every now and then. <laughs> Everything well? Anything enlarged? Anything uh, shrinking? Well, I'm, Anything? I'm in the midst of taking a bunch of tests and things. Oh. And I tell you, she's so pretty, I hope the tests go on forever. She's just going to show up and say, can I have another cholesterol screening, please? <laughs> yeah, please? Yeah. <laughs> Take some more blood. Take anything, but just be kind to me. <laughs> be nice to me and look at me fondly. I know this sound. This is terribly sexist to say this. I mean, why should you feel that way about? But I think most women would rather go to a woman doctor, and most I men so. with a 
but feel more comfortable with a male. I don't think there's anything sexist about that at all. Okay. She was, she, anyway, she seemed to know her stuff quite a lot. And I kept thinking, she hasn't been practicing too long, so she hasn't had the experience of looking at maybe ailments I have to spot them right off. But then I thought, but she hasn't been out of medical school and internship all that long, so she knows all the newest stuff. That's right. So she may have discovered a disease, and I may be the first to have it. Or, or she'll look at something and say, oh, I've seen that plenty of times. No, he doesn't even mention it to you. He doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> He'll get used to it. <laughs> when we get through this, uh, maybe I'll mention her name, but I, I don't know whether that's... Can you mention your tests and the problems you have, too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, be quiet. Uh, Massachusetts Daily Lottery Number, and I hope she's listening because she might play the lottery numbers, and if she does, maybe she'll, be, she'll warm up to me. Uh, Dr. Honey, it's, uh, I'm, I'm getting deeper into this. Forget I said that. Uh, the daily lottery number was 7058. You, you won't believe it. 7053? 7053. You won't believe that. You have it? That's my cholesterol count. <laughs> okay, Mass Millions game, 511, 15, 26, 36, and 46. The bonus number 16. The big game... Uh, 8, 25, 35, 37, and 48. Any winners? And the big money ball number, 8. This thing is... The, the big uh, money ball number? That's what they call eight. that? That's what it says, big money ball number. And the estimated jackpot is up to 15 million. I don't even understand half these things that's anymore. That's that new game with the other states. Oh, that's the, the big game, yeah. Oh, that's the... Right, isn't that the new one? With Massachusetts yeah. and some other states involved? That's to tie it in with the Powerball. Uh, not to tie it in, but compete. To kind of compete with yep. the Powerball. Uh, the New Hampshire, Maine, and Vermont, the Tri-State, pick 3775. Uh, the pick 46137. The five-card cash game, 211, 17, 28, 29, plus K. King, which stands for King, yes. New Hampshire's a cash lotto. The, uh... I'm going to be watching, like, when I go home, I'll watch Letterman that I taped, and I tune, I'll purposely turn the show on right after the news just to hear the lottery numbers. You're a lunatic, you know yeah. that? Well, you know, <laughs> Connecticut... Call me crazy. You're crazy. Thank you. <laughs> Connecticut Daily was 516, and the Connecticut Play 4, 6144, <sighs> and the Connecticut Lotto... It's really tiring. I'm not even saying anything, and I'm winded. <laughs> <laughs> the Connecticut Lotto was a 9-11-12, uh, 23-26, and 31. No first prize winning tickets there either. The next jackpot estimated to be worth $11 million, so that's worth quite a little bit, too. too bad. That daily millions, it goes from a million if you get the six numbers. If you have five numbers, you get 5,000. Is There's that something right? wrong with that, isn't there? I figure if you had five numbers, maybe you I don't know. I just wanted fifty thousand, but they can't I work it that know. way. I don't know. I don't. I don't gamble. You know that. I'm too cheap to lose. I once went to Suffolk Downs, well, mainly to look at the horses because I have one. You know, yes. I brought my youngest daughter, whose horse it was, and uh, I lost eight dollars that day, and I haven't. I haven't quit whining about it since then. And then Sarah, my young daughter, says, she says. Daddy, you're going to still keep talking about that? That was like about 15 years ago. 15, that's all it was? Well, 10 years ago, 10 years, maybe. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever... I've been to Suffolk Downs, never bet on a horse, as far as I know. 
Not that I know of. You know, somebody who owns one of the horses says, yeah. come on over and we'll show you around the uh, barns and back and you can look at the animals. And I thought that'd be kind of fun. So then, of course, then you end up going out to see how the animals you looked at mm -hmm. do. And sometimes you go crazy and you bet money. Eight bucks you lost. Eight bucks I lost that afternoon. I went to the dog track once and actually bet on it. I didn't like that though. I don't, I don't care for that. A whole bunch of little skinny greyhounds. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not. It was a, it was a, a company party that I worked for and went to it, and I think I lost six dollars that day. And that was the last time but I've ever been there. Oh yeah, the last time I was there, I mean, was decades and decades ago, and they'd march the dogs out with the handlers, you know, and they and they put recorded march music, martial music on the PA system. Dun, dun, da, da, da. And these people would lead out these little skinny dogs. And I thought, it's got to be the silliest thing. I, I love saw. to see people walking them around who saved them. You know, oh, as yeah. pets, they think they're gentle and they're adorable dogs. Oh, they're racing them, I wouldn't do that. That's no, they're sweet. They're yeah. sweet dogs. And it's it's unfortunate that if they don't win, that, 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 end that's, of the season. That, that's about the end of their life. Yeah. Unless somebody adopts them. It's, I think it's very cruel. And they... Uh, they uh, well, what's the what's the word about not mating them? Uh, they mate them, but in order they breed, 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 breed. They try to breed as many as they can so they can have a, a fighting chance at having a winning one, and then they they, they discard them. There's if something they don't wrong win. with that. There really is. No, I think it's very cruel, and I I, I just don't I don't buy greyhound racing yeah. at all. I just don't buy that. And the race ends in about like 50 seconds. They they don't run much longer than that. You blink, and the the thing is over, and they're chasing this mechanical. The whole thing is inane. Swifty. Do there goes Swifty. Do we have Wonderland advertising on the station? Um, maybe. Yeah. Or one of the other Greyhound tracks. Yeah. yeah I'm changing my name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the WBZ extended AccuWeather forecast. Uh, Saturday will turn out windy and warm. Oh, overnight, uh, mostly cloudy, breezy at times, lows 54, which is what it is right now. Uh, Saturday, windy and warm, clouds and occasional sunshine, highs 72 to 76, so the temperature's gone up a bit. At night, cloudy periods of rain and a thunderstorm, low 62. Sunday, cloudy with a shower early, then becoming partly sunny and breezy, high 72. Monday, intervals of clouds and sun with a shower possible, high temperatures 70. We have some, uh, 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 we have some interesting people that uh, you've lined up, Mr. Tony, there for the weekend. Because we have a game... On Saturday night, an all-new game. A new game by Lois Berger mm -hmm. called Great American Puzzle Factory. Well, that's where, that's where it's out of. Origins is the name of the game. Oh, Origins. Okay. And how does that work? Do you know offhand? Um, this, you've got all the information right there, even questions. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, oh, right I, see. I see. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that t tomorrow anyway. Yeah. And, of course, uh, games to give away to winners, as always. Uh, oh, excellent. Excellent. Okay, and then, uh, and then also, one uh, Saturday night or Sunday morning about one o'clock, Doctor Bhagavan Antel. Antel, yep. One of the performers. Oh, this this the guy from the King's Richards Fair. Who, yeah, uh, the mix up last week. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a number. We'll call and wake him up. And he's also uh, he's also tied in with a group called the Institute of Greatly Endangered. And rare species, which spells uh, tigers, which spells tigers is what's what he's interested in, and in, in saving the tigers. So that should be interesting. Should and I then, tell about my experience then last week? You were down at King Richard's Fair, sure. Yeah, and I saw the show, of course, which is called The Tale of the Tiger. 
And after the show, I experience of a lifetime. I'm about to go on the stage and feed a tiger. <laughs> really? Yes. And it, put your hands out. Let me see. You still got all your fingers. Yes, yes, I do. So you're okay. Yes, I do. Okay. It's about a two-year-old tiger. Um, the doctor there had him, and he says, just scratch him on the head. So I'm scratching him on the head. And he says, okay, take the bottle. So now I've got the bottle, and here I am feeding this magnificent beast milk. They are beautiful animals. Oh, they are beautiful, but I don't know. I had no fear about it at all. They're my favorite animal. I have like collector plates and posters and T-shirts and sweatshirts. And yeah. It's kind of a sickness, but, you know, it just was a dream come true. How did, and the photographs, you, too. So. Now, how did you happen to get picked? Oh, well, you know, because he's going to be on the show, and I called and arranged things like, hey, is it possible to uh, oh, go, back, go back and meet some of the Tigers? Okay. Yeah, the, the, the public isn't allowed to do anything like that. There was a line of people, I guess. I didn't see this, but my cousin told me, waiting to get on the stage and say, oh, look, we can all pet the Tiger. But... Mm-mm. You you pulled your Be- weight. What what did you call us? Leeches or something? No, media. No, I, no, I didn't call you leeches. I called you freeloaders. <laughs> freeloaders, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Sunday night we have Bob Hernandez, who uh, was one of the first. Yes, he was. Game people we've ever had had on with his geographacts and the history quizzes and all that. Geographacts, pastimes. Pastimes was the history one. Yeah. And he had several others, and he's got one called Significance. He's been on with that. And uh, we'll be giving away uh, games to uh, winners of that one as well. Mm-hmm. So that'll be so the weekend. Looks, uh, I'd say it's promising. I've received, speaking of games, two games back from UPS that were sent out. I should have the names there. Too bad I, I remember one. Okay, if anybody has not received a game that yeah. they have won, they should have gotten it by uh, now. Julia, Judy, and Wilmington at an incorrect address. And then there's a gentleman in uh, Boston. I, I should have. Okay. I should get the. I'll get it to you. Maybe you can mention it on the air sometime. Okay. And uh, I know that I've been very bad with the, the the dumb birthday game things and answering mail in general. I just have not done anything, and it's piled up over three or four weeks, and it's really awful. I'll never get four, caught you've up. Been, you've been saying this for three or four weeks. I know it. I know it. I meant to get caught up this past week, and I just I just never did. I feel just so bad. Maybe next week. Because the week after you're going to be in a little extra time, you won't have time then. Oh, that's right. Bob Raleigh's on vacation at that point, is he? Well, you're in your regular time next week, the following week. Was it yeah. the 11th or something? Something Saturday. like that. Columbus yeah. Day weekend. Okay. Anyway, we can take some calls now. If anybody would like to give us a call at 254-1030, the area code is 617. Whatever may be on your mind, uh, we'd love to talk with you about it. But first, watch okay. this. Talk to this guy, because I can't stand him, and I think you know that. So you know who it is. Yeah. Hi, Robert. Tony. Yes, sir. He's a nice man, isn't he? Oh, shut up. Just get on with it. Who, me or Norm? (laughs) No, the both of you work very, very well together. Well, that's true. That part is true. That is true. See, now you're lying to me. What did I say that was a lie? (laughs) Of course we work very well together. And you know you don't. But you do. I called... For a simple reason. You, you know what this guy's talking about? Not yet, not yet. No. Not, give Wait me a, a break. Seconds. Give me a break. Come on. Okay. First time you don't hang up, Tony always lets me on. You hang up on me, Mr. Norm Nathan. Well, of course I do, because you're an idiot. I know, but that takes one to know one. <laughs> oh, well, you're going to pull that? That is an original line. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, what Tony. Is, Robert, what is up? it What is it you wanted, uh, Robert? Well, the Boston Garden. They're... 
offering all these beautiful things they're giving away, auction and everything? Well, they're not mm-hmm. giving anything away. They had an auction there this past night. I'm going to go to the flea market tomorrow. You're is going, there, Tony? Is, is there a flea market? Yeah, I'm on Causeway so, Street. Yeah. Can I speak a little bit, please? Go ahead. I'm your guest. No, you're not. You're just a drag, but go oh, ahead. No, anyway. no, okay, I'm not in drag tonight. Oh, jeez. Tonight? <laughs> not tonight, Robert. There's no, another Tony, night, though. Tony. Yes. Uh, they, they offered, uh, seriously. Now, some man wanted to buy the rats from the garden, Boston Garden. Mm-hmm. And he says, we couldn't find them. Did they move over to the new place? No, no, they're not the new place. The rats, now, I'm talking about. They lived there for years? Yeah. Norman, jump in. It's your show. No, no, they, did, they didn't They didn't move over to the fleet center. The rent was too high. Oh, the rent. <laughs> You're funny, you are. <laughs> He's got a sense of humor, Norman. Uh-huh. <laughs> <I thought> the... <laughs> Norman, one more. And then, then you can do anything you want to me. I don't care. The man wanted to buy a block of ice for $300. From now, the by garden? the time he got home, it melted. Now, what would a man do with a block of ice, put it in his uh, freezer, and, and take his friends and say, hey, I just bought a block of ice here from the ice rink, you know? Of course. I don't think you're too crazy I, about I'm, me. I Norman, think I'm going to go, go buy a brick tomorrow. Are you going to really go down there? I think it's $16 there? for a brick. But obviously they haven't thrown the building. Are they selling bricks down there? I think so. Would you pick one up for me if it's not more than 50 cents? Oh, no, it's about 16 bucks, I believe. Oh, 16. No, yeah, they, no, now, they haven't torn right. the building down, so I don't know if they give you, you know, a certificate of authenticity that says, when we tear it down, please come and pick up your brick. Yeah, that's right. They had an estimate. It says here they have a, an, an estimated $500,000 worth of bricks and bric-a-brac from the building, and among them, I don't know whether these have been auctioned off yet. Maybe the auction was this past night. This Friday, Friday night. night, yeah. So apparently they got rid of all the stuff. Uh, the garden organ, the organ at the garden, the one that John Kiley used to play, a collection of items from the usher's room, including a half gallon of whiskey <laughs> and a card table with an ace and king stuck to the bottom with gum. Stuck to the bottom of the card table. So they not only drank, but they cheated. They cheated. Uh, a trash can with uh, elegant Boston garden Stenciled on the side. Oh, that would have been nice. Uh, Bruins jerseys, championship banners, retired number banners, two unused tickets to an election eve rally for John F. Kennedy in 1960. I remember that. That's very good. The Ringling Brothers Circus trapeze. Of course, the Ringling Brothers Circus was there. In fact, that's coming in, and that'll be that'll be in the Fleet Center Mm -hmm. this time. Norman, you're rolling tonight. Now you're rolling. Please memorize. And talk about this all night long, please, about the Boston Garden. It is good. Well, well at the flea market, they're supposed to have, like, broken sticks, or, you know. Just, I'm hoping to get, maybe just pick up a sign that says no smoking. At least I know it came from the garden. If I had the room and the money, it would have been great to buy the Zamboni. <laughs> no smoking. You don't even smoke. Oh, yeah, smoke. The, the Zamboni, and uh, it says here, it was one of the more practical purposes, uh, purchases Friday night in the garden's memorabilia auction. Uh, during which, uh, this is the ice scraping machine for people mm-hmm. who don't know what the Zamboni is. Ice scraping machine used in the Boston Garden, of course. And uh, they had about 2,000 people there checking out things and and buying stuff. And I guess the proceeds go to... Uh, 70% go to, goes to the children of the Celtics and the Boston, the Bruins and everything. And 30% goes to the auction house. 
Okay. That okay, was, did I give you my message right? I believe that was right, hey, yes. you two Pretty nice gentlemen, you. I get so many callers on it. Tony's nice talk, and Norm Nathan, you're still my best friend. No, I'm not, but thank you. You are anyway. now. Don't, don't, you are, you are. Want me to hang up on you? Would that no, be no, good? I want to hang up, please. Good I'll night, Robert. Hang up on yeah, me. but hey, good night, Robert. Good night. <laughs> he said hang up. That's great. Okay, two five four ten thirty area code six one seven. As we mentioned, uh, we'll be talking with Stephen Wright sometime. I don't know next hour or something like that. Yeah, he he was doing a show in Chicago. So after his show and when he gets back to the hotel, he'll call. Okay, so that'll be fun. Should we talk to Wolfie? Why not? Let's get all the bad blood out right at the beginning. <laughs> I cleanse the palate now. Yeah, how you doing, Wolfie? Hello there, Normie. Hello there, Wolfie. Uh, the last time I called, I made a boo-boo, a big boo-boo. What was that? Well, I said I had John John and Caroline beset my cab. Yes, you did, and we questioned that. Yeah. In fact, my daughter called to ask yeah, you a penetrating question. Yeah, you tried to make me a fabricator. Yep. And, um, Are you a fabricator? Did you really have them in your cab? Who I had, see, I looked at the luggage. Well, we're backing down now. Yeah. And who I really had was a girl called Carolyn Bissett. Her name was B-I-S-S-E-T-E, opposed to Carolyn Bissett, which is B-E-S-S-E-T-E. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the guy? Yeah. You said you had both I, of them. I don't know who the guy was. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was Myron Oiskowicz, yeah. who had no relation at all I to John Kennedy. I don't know Kennedy. who he was, but I know one thing. He gave me a double sawbuck for a $10 fee. He's a cab driver's person. No, see, this is what happened that, that week. See, this is just before the wedding. He said he picked up these two people. He looked at the luggage and realized that was Jack Kennedy, uh, John Kennedy, and uh, and his uh, and his wife, his his wife to be. And I said, I don't know what were they doing in Boston. He lives in New York. They is at headquarters in Washington, I guess, where he publishes the magazine. I thought that would be a great story if what Moist, what Wolfie said was true that he picked them up in his cab. Yeah. But I questioned it. Then my my youngest daughter, who is a newspaper reporter who can ask more penetrating questions, says, that can't be. He wasn't here. It couldn't couldn't be. And then, as I recall, you called back. You were not on the air at that time, and you were very angry at both of us for questioning your veracity, and now you're backing down from the story. No, I'm not backing down. I'm just telling this. Uh, you assume, and you take and break the word assume down, and what does it mean? You make an ass out of you and out of me. Right. All right. Now, let me give you... My revenge on Sarah. Okay, this is my daughter. Right. My, you're, you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to talk to her dad and take out revenge on her. I'm on her side. Well, you're on her side. Yes. I, I'm going, here is what I'm going to do. There is a horse running at supper. Oh, come on, Wolfie, Wait please. Oh, Wolfie, don't give us any more of your, your tips, for no, God's I'm sake. I'm not going to give you a tip. The name of the horse, believe it or not, now believe this or not, is Knock Him Down Sarah. Yeah. 
And every time that horse runs, I'm going to bet against it. <laughs> okay. I got to go. I got to go, Wolfie. <laughs> but see, he's still against my daughter for saying that couldn't have happened. And he just said it didn't happen. Yeah. But he still is antagonistic about the whole thing. Read the story that I handed you. That that okay. says, perhaps you've never heard of an R&B band called the Bellevue Cadillac. You could call them the band who missed the gig of a lifetime. Bellevue Cadillac was approached about playing a wedding for an unnamed celebrity for a hefty salary and post-wedding publicity beyond their dreams. But they already were booked to play a wedding in Kingston, Massachusetts that day, and that's how Bellevue Cadillac. This sounds like the uh, the the other the the uh, other side of the yeah. story, or <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, the rest of the story. The rest Which of one? the okay. story. Yeah. yeah, that's how Bellevue Cadillac missed missed out playing for the wedding of John F. Kennedy and Carolyn Bissett. Guitarist Doug Bell says they didn't find out whose wedding it was till the news reports came out Sunday. He says the news rocked a lot of the guys in the bands when we found out, but he added. There's not much you can do about it. That must have just driven them crazy. Oh, sorry, we're booked. We have a wedding to. I'm sorry. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you yeah. open up the paper like, oh my god! <laughs> they're doing a wedding down there. But I, actually, they—I mean, they—they they were committed to the wedding. Yeah, and yeah. they couldn't. I mean, even though the money was probably much better than the other wedding, you can't just back out on someone like that. No, you really yeah. can't. They—they they were very nice to keep the gig. Uh, Katie and Malden, hi. You're on WBZ. I'm sorry, Katie. It's hard to hear you. Can you have can you, the radio? Sir. Oh, that's that's the radio that we're listening to. Uh, Katie in Malden, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, did you turn the radio down? I, uh, hi. Hi. I just wanted to call because that guy before Wolfie really, really got on my nerves because <laughs> there's nobody that should call my Norm Nathan a jerk. Did, who's that? Was that Robert? Did he call me a jerk? No, yes, she he said did. Wolfie. Oh, Wolfie called me a jerk. Did he really do that? Yes, he did. No, no I the did, guy I, before Wolfie called you a jerk. Oh, that's Robert from Everett. I didn't hear him say that. Oh, yes, you he called, did. called him an really idiot. Got on my nerves. No, I called him an idiot. I, I don't think he called me an idiot. And then, and then he said, takes one to know. No, it takes one to know. Oh, him. I see. Okay. Well, thank you. Really got on my nerves. Well, thank I don't you. like that. Thank you for defending me, Katie. But you're, he, you're just such a sweetheart, and you you make well, when I'm, I when I'm up this late, you just make my whole night. I appreciate that, but you can't blame him for getting angry at me after all the names I've called him. I, he's probably justified. Well, well, well he is a jerk. <laughs> I see. You sounded like you were you sounded like you were speechless there for a while. No, he is a jerk. So hey. So if I call him a jerk, I'm not really calling him names. I'm just identifying him yes. specifically. Yes. Speaking the truth. I see. Okay. You're laying out the line. <laughs> okay, Katie. I appreciate that very much. Thanks a whole All lot. All right. Have a good night, Norm. You too, Katie. Bye-bye. Right, Bye-bye. There's a lady who, who reasons with great intelligence. Uh, Joan, hi. Joan, you're on WBZ. Hello, Joan. Hi, Norman. I called to apologize for last week, sir. What, what did you do that I was awful? I got off on you because I was holding on the line and you were playing the birthday game. And what did and you what did you do? I came back and I wasn't there. Oh, I see. Okay. I just called to say hello and tell you what a great young man took over your place when you were on vacation. Okay, that Jordan. was that was Jordan Rich. That's yes, right. He's, he's marvelous. He's, he's an old he's an old friend of mine. I was uh, pleased that uh, the. Uh, 
the station picked him to sit in. And also Dave Maynard uh, sat in one oh, night, yes, too. I'm yes. very, I'm very pleased with that. The old days, yeah. Yeah, he's an old guy, and he was around here during the very old Are days. There any, uh... They try to get rid of the old blood, and they put us new kids in since then, which I find is uh, refreshing. And a look toward the future, because you know something, Joan? Yeah. I'm a 90s kind of guy. You're cool. You're I am. I'm cool. I'm hip. I know where it's at. Know where it's at is not cool. That's all right. Yeah. Sir, I also heard that you had your picture taken. Yes, as a matter of fact, I did. There were five or six of us who, uh, who were in a photo session this uh, about a week or so ago. Mm -hmm. So they'll, they'll be out probably ready to go probably by the end of October or middle of October something. Okay, I'll call you then. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Joan. Bye. I noticed that. Have, have you kept... All the people who've requested your picture no, over I, the past 17 months that you haven't no, been sending them out? No, I haven't. So everyone stand by because by the end of October, yeah, what, we'll what be I, sold out of pictures again. What, yeah, when I say that, uh, you know, they'll be ready, uh, they're ready, then, then they can write it again. I just can't keep records of all of that. <clears throat> and you know what else I found out? You know, at the farm stand, they were selling this, uh, this booklet uh, with pictures of the BZ staff. Yeah. I was the only one who was not in that booklet. I don't know. I'm not. I'm what not whimpering. Booklet? I'm kind of glad. I don't. It was kind of a seven, eight, or ten page. The anniversary. Paper thing. The anniversary. Yeah, anniversary thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because the seventy fifth anniversary. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And all the people who work here now, and some of the yeah, stars of yesteryear, and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Lavelle wasn't in it either. Right? No, Lavelle was in it. Yes, he was. He was. Yes, he was. Everybody was in it. I didn't see this booklet then because. Kyan Pippick was in it. Oh, come on. Roskell, he was in Roskell, it, too. Roskell uh, Mimic was in it. Uh, from the Mimic and Pippick show. <laughs> from the Mimic and Pippick. Hold on a minute. There's more on the air. Uh, no, we just we got a call from Stephen Wright. We're going to give him a buzz back. He's out in Chicago, and he's coming uh, to the Orpheum to do a show in another week. Yep. Next Friday. Next Friday night. So we'll call him back right after the 1 o'clock news uh, so we can uh, then talk uh, in an uninterrupted way. And if you'd like to take part in the dumb birthday game, give a call uh, to Tom Howie at the, the ver this same number, 617 is the area code, uh, 254-1030, and say, I'd like to get maybe, maybe I could, uh, could compete so I could get one of your junkie prizes. Yes. Stuff like that would yeah. be good. And I, gotta, I remember, yeah, remember I uh, told you, before you send the stuff out, even I know you're behind and all that stuff, tell me. So I can give you all the stuff that we have backed up too. Oh, we have a lot of junk. Oh, we got junk. Tons oh, of junk. that's wonderful. It's good junk. <laughs> it's different from the junk. Well, it's just a lot of junk. A lot of junk. A lot of good. junk. We'll have to put junk. it in a box to send you out. No more envelopes. There's so much junk. We're going to be sending it in crates. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, the Red Sox won. I, I know it doesn't really matter anymore. Well, they're beating the Yankees. It still matters. I guess so. Seven to five. They've been getting some good crowds out there. I assume they did uh, this past night. I don't know what the attendance was. But I know the night before, when they had to beat the Yankees every game in the series, and Baltimore had to lose everyone. Yeah. In order, yeah. I mean, the chances of them surviving were, were really, like, non-existent. And yet they got something like 32,000 people out of Fenway Park to watch them. There's something magical about the Red Sox and the Yankees playing together anyhow. And uh, anyway, the Red Sox did win at 7-5. to five. If you'd like to know about any other scores at all, uh, just give me a call. And what about the Bruins? The Bruins? I thought they played tonight. 
Uh, I don't, I do not have that. I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, yes. No, I don't. Shall we make up a score? They yeah. won the board of two. <laughs> <laughs> they won 17 to one. If we're going to make up a score, let's make up a really good one. Okay, we can take some calls if you'd like to uh, call and say hello and how you doing and what's new and how's the family. Hey, how you doing? What's new? How's the family? <laughs> I don't care to disclose that. 617 is the area code to Boston. 254 uh, 1030. 254 1030. And uh, that's about the size of that. Um, oh, Chuck Woolery had a. Uh, had uh, had bypass surgery, quadruple yeah. bypass surgery. I love the way he does that. I mean, Love Connection could be a chintzy program. I mean, you know. And so then, uh, what did what happened after that? Well, then we went and uh, he threw up in the car over me because we'd had a bad supper at the club, and all that. But but he does it well. He does it with a sense of humor and very sharp. Chuck Woolery. That's the Love Connection show, and apparently he's in good condition following quadruple uh, bypass surgery. Uh, the uh, 56-year-old learned of his heart condition after a routine uh, checkup. He's on Family, the Family Channel, also doing some stuff there as well with on cable uh, talk. One thing called Home and Family, and he uh, underwent the operation this past Monday at the uh, Cedars Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. A spokesperson for the show said the operation was successful. Woolery uh, could be out in three to four days. Anyway, apparently he's doing, he's doing okay, and I'm glad to hear that. Huh? He's one of the few hosts of that kind of a show that I, that I think is really something special. He's okay. Okay, let's go to John in Connecticut. John, hi, you're on WBZ. Hello? Yes, John, you're on WBZ. Yes, hi, Uncle Norm. How are you? Fine. How are you doing, John? I'm doing fine. Good. It's, a, uh, it's funny you should mention the uh, Chuck Woolery. Uh, I don't know if you listened to uh, that Howard guy, but uh, one of his callers uh, got on the air and uh, to Chuck's show and uh, was faking that he was Chuck Woolery and made a fool out of his, you know, out of himself. It was just unbelievable, and they were uh, they had Rick Dees on, and uh, it was kind of uh, vulgar and disgusting that they were making a gig out of uh, his uh, open-heart surgery. Well, if you're talking about the Howard that I'm thinking you're talking about, or Howie, I guess as he's called affectionately in, in, the, in distorted circles, uh, it, does, it sounds pretty much like the typical kind of stuff the guy does. Right. It's just, uh, and they just, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's okay that they, that they can do it, but how they get away with it, and uh, it's just, it just isn't funny. Uh, how long is this going to last? How long is what going to last? His program? Well, the, yeah, the vulgarity of it. The, you know, making fun of other people's uh, misery and and uh, and pain. As long as he gets a good rating and he gets people to read his newspaper column, it'll go on forever. Oh, no. I, I'm sorry, uh, Uncle Norm, no, I meant the Howie from New York. Oh, you're calling? You're talking Howard Stern, and I'm and I'm criticizing this other Howie because it sounded a little like maybe. Right. Okay, now well, that Howard Stern, I, you, I don't understand why you listen to him anyway. It seems to me you outgrow that kind of humor once you turn the age of 
12 or 13. I, I, I think you've outgrown them. So what were you doing listening to him, John? That's a bad reflection on you. Well, I, well, I don't know that you can make that judgment upon me, but uh, I, I mean, I think that's a stretch for you. But uh, you do, in a way, have a valid point that I was listening uh, to him, and I guess uh, I can pick and choose, maybe? Is that okay? Well, well, uh, no, this other guy that I mentioned, I should have known that you were talking about it because you're calling from Connecticut, and the station he's on does not reach Connecticut. So I should have known better than that, and I apologize for all those uh, remarks I made ahead of time. <laughs> sort of I semi-apologize. Uh, he, he can be distasteful. Very distasteful too, but Howard Stern is is a is a is a disgrace to the whole business. Right. And the awful thing is he's well, I, I won't say what the awful thing is, but he's under contract to Westinghouse and us and CBS and uh, and our whole company. He and uh, and I miss both are, but I miss is a you know much much higher caliber and much more intelligent humor kind of guy. Right. Yeah, I miss is, is, has his own niche. He has. All the politicians and the people from, I guess, the networks and whatnot, and and uh, I guess he should be around with. And he isn't. I don't think he's as vulgar as uh, that. Oh, oh no, nobody's as vulgar as that right. other person whose name we shouldn't even be mentioning. Well, that's what I. That's why I was surprised that you would mention the full name. Well, maybe. Yeah, right, exactly. Well, I because, I, because I was hinting it was somebody else, and I just wanted to correct that, and it was not who I thought it was. I should have guessed it was uh, it was this guy. Anyway, i got to go, John, because we have news coming up. Here's news. Okay, let's take a couple of calls. So it's, is there a billboard? Yeah. A, a really, a re regular billboard? Well. On, by the side of the road, one of those big billboards? I on, thought, no, I yeah, that's what I saw. Oh, isn't that interesting? I hadn't seen that. That's the uh, that's the self-esteem group is that's having right. a, a is having a function, along with the Bob Batchelder band, yeah, and uh, Frank F. Rouge. That's his name. His name was up there too. Yeah, you know? and spelled wrong, I bet. No, uh, no, maybe not. But anyway, it's uh, it's at Wonderland Ballroom. It's a week from October. 5th. October. October. What, what's a week from Saturday? The uh, what, what today is the okay? Yeah. Today is the uh, 28th, 28th, okay. Oh, wait a minute. Today is Sunday, so it's the 29th. Uh, no, it's no, no, no. Today is Saturday. I think. No, I think it's. Uh, it's. Uh, no, I think it's. Uh, wait a minute. Let me pull on my sure calendar. You think I? You think I would know that, wouldn't you? No, I think it's. But anyway, one of the things that uh, that I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Let's see. Today is uh, okay. Today, this is really, the, we're really moving this show along in a rapid clip. 28th, and uh, next uh, next Saturday would be the 5th. Right. I guess that's it. Yes, yeah, it's it next sa next Saturday. Wonderland Ballroom through the afternoon. Oh, through the afternoon. We'll it's an afternoon. No, it's an afternoon thing because otherwise, you know, I, I really couldn't make it because i got to be here at night. Well. And uh, I'm going to be singing with a band. You're kidding. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? No, 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 it isn't ridiculous. No, right? no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, when I say that, that's an exaggeration. What, what, what is happening is, I, I, I'm going to be doing one song. I was, I wanted to be there and everything, but I wanted to do something different than just stand up there and say, "Hi, everybody, oh, you uh, senior citizens, let's all do the line dance." Hi. So I took a Cole Porter song yeah. called "You're the Top." But before we get to that. 
I'm sorry that the Stephen Wright interview was not included on this tape. But there's no better consolation than the one and only Norm Nathan and the Bob Batchelder Band. Hit it, boys! Words poetic, I'm so pathetic that I always have found it best instead of getting them off my chest to let them rest unexpressed. I hate parading my serenading and I'll probably miss a bar. But if this ditty is not so pretty, at least you'll know how great you are. You, 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 you're great, you're great. Okay. You're the top. You're the self-esteem group. You're the top. You're a BZ news scoop. You're the Batchelder band. You're Wonderland. You're Mel Torme. You're Bloomingdale. You're the Freedom Trail. You're Bob and Ray. You're the top. You're a Jewish deli. You're the top. You are Smucker's Jelly. I'm just a broadcaster, a near disaster, a malaprop. But, baby, baby, I'm the bottom, you're the top. Adorable person. You're the top. You're a Christmas eggnog. You're the top. A Joe Anemo hot dog. You're a Mouseketeer, Sam Adams beer, a Bruins gold. You're the Topsfield Fair, Scully Square, the totem pole. You're divine. A Julia Child dinner. You outshine any Megabucks winner. I'm a rush hour traffic, my fault's so graphic, a flop. Baby, baby, I'm the bottom, but you're the top. You're the top. The cyclone at Revere Beach, you're the top. A James Michael Curley speech. You're Bozo the Clown, Charlie Brown, Noah's Ark. You're the Boston Pops, Satchmo's Chops. You're Fenway Park. You're the top. You are Noel Coward. You're the top. You're Ann Corio's Old Howard. You're the Swan Boats in Summer. Batchelder's drummer, Dizzy's Bop. But if baby I'm the bottom, you're the top, damn it. You're the top. You're the Harvard Yale game. You're the top. You are my old flame. You're Filene's and Macy. Blues by Basie, a 10 speed bike. Your Fennel Hall Celtics basketball. Your Lenny's on the bike. You're the top. The drive of Buddy Rich. You're the top. A genuine Salem witch. I'm a bad singer, a humdinger. 
And now we're about to stop because, baby, if I'm the bottom, you're the top. And it is always great to hear that. It just may become an annual event here at the Vault of Silliness. Closing said vault, indefinitely leaving this world a little sillier than we found it. For Knock 'em Down Sarah, Suffolk Downs, Wonderland Park, Swifty the Rabbit, Jordan Rich, Dave Maynard, Hurricane Hortense, Bermuda, Jack Benny, Joan Benny, Napkin Animals, Chaim Pippick, Roscal Mimic, and the Mimic and Pippick Show. Obscene Talk, My Favorite Brunette, Frosting the Birthday Bear, The Romance of Steel Ingots, Bonita Granville, Joan Blondell, Velveeta Cheese, eh, I don't know, Rocky Hunter as Blurby Highfinder, The Big Money Ball Number, Stephen Wright, David Brudnoy, and the Libertarian Panel, Throwing Radios Off the Toilet Walls, The Law Doctors, The King Richard's Fair, Bellevue Cadillac, Stephen Adams, Jack Hart, and the stuttering, dense, not a great ad-libber, but still damn proud to be Norm Nathan. Norm Nathan? I'm Tony Nesbitt.